0: The Oceania Weightlifting Institute is used to a bit of upheaval on the gym floor, but even the biggest muscles in the Pacific couldn't stop COVID-19. The regional centre was established in Fiji in 2002 by Paul and Lily Koffer before moving to Samoa and eventually to New Caledonia, where it trained Pacific, Oceania and Commonwealth champions for the best part of 12 years.
1: Last year, it was forced to shut up shop in Numea when the pandemic took hold, but after a year of uncertainty, there is some good news. The Institute reopened in February at its new home at Dramana, 75 kilometres south of the Melbourne CBD. I caught up with co-founder Lily Coffer and star student Eileen thikamatana during a brief break from training to find out how it's all going and what's happening in the countdown to Tokyo and beyond.
2: We've been out in the Pacific for 26 years And in that period of time, of course, we'd gone to a a number of countries and New Caledonia was our our last base. And we had been there for almost 12 years in Nemea. So for us, yes, it is an absolute sea change. We went from very warm weather and a lot of accomplishment to very cold weather at the moment. We started off in Melbourne, of course, we left from Melbourne and we've come back to Melbourne.
1: You had about 14 lifters with you in Nemea before everything sort of started to close up.
2: Yes, that's exactly right. And they had to, they all needed to be um, repatriated to their own home countries. Now, what we do, and it's not the best scenario, of course, is to coach via either online or well, from a distance, because nothing beats the face to face in the gym sort of scenario. But it's the only way for the moment that we can do this.
1: So, is Eileen the only, she's obviously representing Australia now, but is she the only Pacific? lifter that's able to be with you in person
2: well yeah i mean eileen's an australian lifter uh, now and of course we you know we've had other australian lifters come through to actually train with eileen together right now as we speak i know that dikatua and morea baru from papua new guinea as well as jenny winnie and uh, mary liffle are trying to get an exemption to come to australia prior to the tokyo games to give them that final preparation but, of course, that decision is down to the government. We certainly have got everything ready for them, but the actual travelling part is down to the Australian government and whether they are able to get that exemption or not.
1: Has Australia been supportive in terms of resetting up the institute in Australia?
2: institute has been going in Dramana. So we're down on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, not far from the beach, so we're trying to, to replicate that nice beachy feel. Um, but, of course, it's a little bit colder down here so it has been up and running since February and that's why we've had like a few of the Australian lifters come down and it's through true. and train with yeah. Eileen but so far because of the border closures which is something which is completely out of our control as you everybody understands we haven't had any of the Pacific lifters who were with us prior to the institute closing down in New Caledonia
1: So, how many lifters are you trying to train virtually?
2: Ah, so okay. So, we've got the Solomon Island lifters that were with us, we've got the Papua New Guineans, a couple of the Nauruan lifters, the Kiribati lifters. Yeah, it's a bit difficult. You know, and in some of these countries also, the, the bandwidth is not fantastic. So if you're trying to watch them online, mm-hmm. pictures go stand yeah, don't they? they, they? <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're stuck. They're stuck in the middle of a jerk and it's like, hello, hello. So, it, it, yeah, it's not fantastic.
1: And what's it like for you, Arlene? Because you obviously are in Australia now. This is what home now are... Uh, you get Paul face-to-face and now. as you say, a lot of the people you used to train alongside aren't with you. Is it is it weird?
0: No, it's not weird. Um, I feel like I'm the luckiest person to have the best coach coaching me every single day coming into the gym and watching me train. And it's an honour. You have the best coach sitting right in front of you and watching you train and coaching you as well, which is the best
2: thing you could have ever asked for. And, of course, Vinny, She she trains twice a day, six days a week. She's allowed to have Sunday off you know, to do the washing, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, she keeps in contact with the athletes that, you know, that were her training partners.
1: And how active in terms of competitions have you been able to be since COVID?
2: Well, I
0: had two in March. I had one in um, Sydney last year in November, and then I came down in December, had the online competition for the Oceania Weightlifting Federation. And then I had competed as a guest for the um, Christmas heat out for the Phoenix Weightlifting Club here in Melbourne. And then I had the Control Chaos Classic in Coburg. And then a week later, I had the Nationals, the under-20,
2: 20, under-23 Junior Championship. As far as face-to-face competitions, I guess because we're fortunate we're in a little bit of a bubble Um, thankfully here um, that she's able to physically compete in front of referees like the normal competition you know the proper way in the proper referees so she is fortunate which is not quite the same for some of the other lifters out in the Pacific.
1: And Eileen you've obviously you know obviously your qualification option was always complicated because you missed out on that first of the three yes. periods, but you've always said that you know this was you in it for the long haul. That if it wasn't 2020 or 2021, it would be 2024. Is that pretty much where you're at now? Is Tokyo? Is there any yeah. chance of Tokyo now, or are you more towards Birmingham and and?
0: More towards the long term target because you know if I miss this 2020, there's another one coming up in 2024. It's not like it's the end of the world, and plus I've got a lot of more opportunities. I've got World Championships, Commonwealth Games. I've got other games to look at rather than looking at just one competition. I mean, I see this coming. So what I did, I was looking at long-term target. I wasn't looking at these short-term.
1: So that motivation for you to get into that gym twice a day when not having to do the washing on a Sunday—that's that's easy. <laughs> that's easy for you to get up. You still motivated that?
0: Yeah. Sport. Well, I'm still motivated to train because this is what I'm here for. Like I'm here for a purpose. I'm here here to train and and improve. And to make the country proud because they accepted me and gave me another chance to sign. So that's the only thing I can give back to give to make them proud and win more medals for them, break war record.
1: How has that reception been for you to, to become an Australian citizen, to represent Australia, to wear the green and gold?
0: It means the world to me, because it's a rare opportunity to get a um, an Australian citizen. I mean, getting this Australian citizenship is something big and it gave me a brighter future. To look at a brighter future, because I know that in Australia I'll get a brighter future in order to to get my my life going.
2: Vinny, she's very she's very popular amongst the Australian lifters, of course, because she will never say it herself. But she's <laughs> a very she's a very giving lifter. You know, she's humble. She won't tell you exactly how good she is or what she's capable of. But she's a very giving lifter in the sense that very supportive. If you're a training partner or you're just training the gym with her and you're trying to do a big lift, she'll actually stop for you and and encourage you. And, you know, she's been very well accepted. So it doesn't matter where she goes, whether it happens to be in Sydney or she's down here at the uh, Institute Gym in Dramana or whether she's gone to the Australian Institute of Sport, no matter where it is, people are always asking about her, when is she returning,
1: Having seen so many lifters come through your doors over the last, as you say, 26, 27 years, um, where does this one compare?
2: Uh, She's listening. (laughs) She's good. She's more than good. Look, do you know, sometimes in in our sport, you know, when they talk about, you know, athletes being one in a generation or one in a lifetime, um, Eileen's definitely that. You know, for me, it's fantastic that she's also a female athlete. Um, and she's a female athlete that is, you know, lighting the pathway for that next generation of female lifters to come through. You know, she's good. She's the one in the generation that's that's come through. And I hope the next generation, there'll be another Eileen from our region. We do have some extraordinarily talented uh, lifters right throughout. And because, you know, like I said before, we were in the Pacific for 26 years. So the talent that's in the Pacific is just absolutely phenomenal.
1: And some good news, Tale, some of that Pacific talent are Dikatoa and Maria Baru, who are the Papua New Guinean lifters, champion lifters at that, at Commonwealth and Pacific Games level. Um, They have received the go-ahead from the Australian government to go to Melbourne and begin training in person at that Oceania Institute finally.